タチュー本当の自分自信でやった Hello and welcome to Journey Through the DecaCast, a Kamen Rider retrospective through the lens of Decade, where I'm Shin Garrett. I'm Evan. And I'm still Chris. And this time we watched episodes 23 and 24 of Kamen Rider Ryuki entitled Changing Destiny and Takeshi's Secret. But instead of Takeshi, it's the name of his writer name, and I don't know how to pronounce it. So. Raya? No, it's Oja? O-U-J- O-U-J-A? Oh, Oja. 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 That's what I think. O-U-J-A would be Oja, yeah? Yeah, that's what okay. I thought. Unless it's Ouija. God, I hope not. Luigi's Secret. <sighs> and now we're here. Um, So, episode 23 is noteworthy because it's the debut of Night's Survive form. That's a that's a good, he's got a good level up for him. I mean, it it goes pretty much exactly how I would have expected his upgrade form to go. He just like huh. gets more armor on top of him, but it's okay. It's, I, I had a joke for this one. He he changes from having a Frank Miller Batman color scheme to having a Denny O'Neill Batman color no, scheme. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, this episode is also, I guess, noteworthy in the fact that um, Yuki dies. Oh right, that happens. Yeah, yeah. the The fortune teller guy who is Raya, yeah, he does. Yeah, See, he he's, has he's dead a now. tragic question mark death. I guess. I don't know because I don't understand the subtle differences they are trying to poke at in how motivations work. I mean, we'll get there, but he had this entire thing where he'd been lying about what he was seeing in his visions for the entire time. And it's just like, okay, so... was It was actually an entire thing about coming to terms with the fact that your predictions aren't always true if you actually make an effort to change them, thus your entire thing is bullshit because fate is Im- not immutable. Man, I don't remember this, but in all caps, I wrote Climate Change Conference. What? I, I don't remember. I, I think it was in the anything. radio when um when they're back at the at Ore Journal. In the background oh. in the radio, it's in English, and I think they say say something about a climate change conference. Huh. I forgot about that though, and so Garrett, seeing that are, in my notes. It's just Garrett, a fun part of the notes. Are you pronouncing that climate because of definitely climate i can't spell on a good day and i don't really look super well when i spell check (laughs) oh okay okay well yes climate change i'm i definitely remember that being a thing now that you mention it i don't but i wasn't paying full attention i had it going on as i was cleaning and was watching and reading fair um so anyway so the first episode here starts off with with most episodes with a semi-recap of just kind of what What's been going on? Um, we get some additional dialogue about how Miyuki is like abnormally emotional with uh, this last fight he did against like the Phoenixish monster. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Knight and um, lawyer fight. Some um, trick vent continues to be OP. Ren has 
kind of resolved some of his situations, so he is dealing a lot better with the fight this time around. Which is nice to see. He's getting there. It'll be interesting to how that goes. It seems like he's kind of just pushed off the fact that he's going to have to kill people for a bit. Yeah. It's, uh, it's resolved in the sense of like, eh, I'll think about it later. Yeah, but overall, like, a s- better than before, for sure. Yeah. Um. So Shinji talks to um, Miyuki, and he's like, hey, why so angry and stuff? And then Miyuki explains that the phoenix monster they just killed was the monster that killed um, the person that was originally supposed to be um, Raya. Raya. Yeah. And so it's kind of like a whole like revenge thing. It's, uh... It seems super weird to introduce this after we already know this character. Like, what? Like, why didn't they tell us this about him and then have him meet up with the other characters? Because it's kind of the show's mo to give the backstory before killing them off. <laughs> yeah, that does seem to be the thing. It's like, oh, here's this character. We're going to develop, give, or we're going to develop an entire personality for them. That you won't understand why they act certain ways. And oh, here's this explanation. And sometimes it doesn't really work. It's just like, wait, alright? I was gonna ask, did the writer just read through all of JoJo's? But they actually wait until a character's dead to give their backstory. This is, they give their backstory and then kill them shortly afterward. You know, the funny thing is, Inoue didn't even write episode 23. (laughs) He wrote episode 24, though. Alright, I can see that. So, Knight and Lawyer kind of, like, conclude their fight. They comment, like, Lawyer's like, oh, you've gotten stronger. And Ren's like, ah, maybe you just got weaker. And then we cut to Takeshi, who is just pissed off that no one's there with Goro captive. Nobody is showing up, and his perfect plan of kidnapping (laughs) Goro did nothing. Yeah, and Goro's just like... His plan was extremely stupid. I like how even Goro's like, like, kidnapping me was such a bad idea. Yeah, it's it, like in any other situation, you'd be disappointed in Lawyer Man because it's like, oh, you're not going to save your friend. But no, we know exactly who the type of person he is. He has shown nothing else. So, yeah. And Goro knows. And it's just like, all right, it's time to get myself out of here. Man, I, I feel like Goro's just like kind of secretly like a Yakuza protagonist just in this Kamen Rider world. Yeah, a little bit. Like, I... I am very interested to discover why is Goro hanging around so much? Why is why does he why is he so devoted to Mr. Lawyer? I mean, probably got him out of a situation with lawyer powers. Probably, but man, what type of situation? Yeah, I don't know. Um, so after that, we cut back to Ore Journal where um, Reiko cannot reach Shinji because he is bad at keeping his phone on. And so she just goes off to um, look into Takeshi on her own. Which the editor talks about it later where he's like, you know, I she does a lot of options. And I'm like, I'm not sure you're entirely fully equipped to deal with the situation you're putting yourself into. I mean, she does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just the way I read 
Reiko is maybe she was like in like a kind of like uh what's like what would you call like the times or something uh i don't know i don't want to be like prestigious or like but like oh she was she was like an actual big shot journalist who was the type of person that would get into those situations yeah like the way i read her was like she was at one point like this top top reporter at like one of the like the national newspapers and something happened where she's now at Ori Journal, I, but she still thought, has that drive. I thought we knew that that was her backstory. Because, like, didn't that they say be. that she reported on something that turned out to not be true and they, like, kicked her out of her job? Did they? I forget if this is headcanon or actual canon. <laughs> I mean... I, I don't remember, but I... I could have sworn this came up on the show, but it might have. I it would not surprise me. Yeah, I don't know, but that's the way I read it. So then she still like tries to do those things, and like the chief is just like, "Well, I know I can't stop it." So, yeah, I'd imagine that Ore Journal would not have the same. So, like, she does seem hyper capable. It's just I don't think Ore Journal has the same sort of resources to like support that type of reporting. Well, their entire resources seems to be everyone in that room. Yeah, yeah and that's, that's it. That's it. Your entire resources are like Hacker Lady and Chief and sometimes Shinji. And an office. And a room. And I yeah. guess some some MacBooks. Yeah. Um. So after that, we get some backstory on Yuichi, which was Miyuki's friend who was supposed to be the original Raya. And the gist of what happens is they were at the wrong place at the wrong time. Takeshi fucked up Yuichi's piano arm right after he broke it big as a pianist. And then he couldn't play the piano anymore. So then Shiro came and was like, hey, if you win this thing, you can use the power that you get when you win to fix your arm. And then Yuichi's like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to fight someone for the ability to fix my arm, because that'd be bad. Which, fair. He he knows the proper choice of like, no, yeah, like, yeah, it's horrible, but don't fucking kill people for it. That'd be... Right. And because he didn't contract a monster, a monster came out and killed him. And then because Miyuki was there, he's like, I guess I have to do this now. Um, and then he talks about how like how not fighting is the strongest answer, he thinks. But Miyuki wants to stop the fighting, but also to bring back Yuichi. When Miyuki is explaining uh, Yuichi's backstory, it's like uh, the background music is him playing Silent Night over it, which... Uh, I think it's a pretty good choice. Yeah, no, that was a quite that was a quite nice choice. Yeah, I, I actually like the the backstory sequence. I thought it was one of the stronger bits in the episode. Yeah, I guess it was a solid scene. Um, and then Shinji comments about how the old him would have agreed to this, but the new Shinji is not so sure, as he's beginning to understand the layers for reasons for fighting. I think. Yeah, it's. Shinji is starting to grow as a person of just like, oh, right. Not everyone is the same. 
optimistic, do right, do the right thing just because I'm there and I have the feeling I should do it type of thing. People have actual reasons for doing stuff. Right. Um, here is when it actually happens where Lawyer and Ren talk about how they beat up each other. And Ren is just kind of like, don't you want to go get Goro? And Lawyer's like, well, you see, I'm a jerk, so no. <laughs> it's like, don't don't you know who I am yet? No, I'm not going to go get him. I'm more important. And then Ren's like, fine, I don't agree with this, so I'm leaving silently. I don't agree with this. Oh, hey, Goro, proving yeah. lawyer guy correct <laughs> Yeah, so there is yeah, there's a scene that happens somewhere in here where it, like, zooms in on Goro with, uh, with like, a paperclip to pick his handcuffs. Yeah. Um, because it, it comes to the point where, like, lawyer, like, it seems like he's going to decide to um, go and get Goro, but then when he opens the door, goes Goro's there with, like, vegetables and stuff. <laughs> and it's it's this very fun, oh, yeah, you know, I just, sorry, it took me a little bit longer, but, hey, I'm back now. Yeah. Um, after that, we cut back to the cafe where Miyuki was living there, I guess. I don't know when that was established, but um, he's I can leaving remember now. one scene of him coming in and interacting with Aunt, and she'd be like, oh yeah, no, hey, you can work for me, instead of doing your silly fortune telling that's obviously not true. And I guess that was enough? Yeah. Um, so where there's that, he's leaving because their goals don't match anymore, and he wants to say something to UA, but doesn't. I'm actually not entirely clear what he means when he says he's on a different path than them. Well, I think it's more like Shinji was all about, like, stopping the fighting along with Miyuki, and now that, like, new Shinji is starting to kind of question that and think about how to solve things differently, that's what's causing their goals not to align anymore. Mm, okay, I guess that makes sense. Um, yeah, that that uh, Raya is still like fully committed to not stopping the fight from happening. Right. Um, Shinji chases after Miyuki and it's like, "Hey, didn't you say you were going to die next?" And Miyuki's like, "Ah, it'll be fine. Um, just like keep an eye on Ua, though. Definitely do that." That's um, important. Yeah. Ren comes back, and Miyuki's like, here's this card that Shiro gave me to try to provoke me with Takeshi and stuff. Um, I'm not going to use it, so I guess you can have it. Which, alright, cool. Guess this yeah. is your thing. Um, so then Shiro shows up with Takeshi, and Takeshi's like, I want to punch some dudes. And Shiro's like, well, fight Miyuki. And then that they kind of go to set that up i guess shiro just kind of disappears and it gets set up um shinji goes back to work to hear about how reiko left and he's like super nervous about things because you know there's a murderer with rider powers on on the loose which is uh, uh pretty important to be worried about yeah um reiko somehow gets her car stuck in the middle of a fucking forest and i do not understand it's this really really <laughs> felt like just convenient deus ex machina we need her here she's obviously driving out so let's let's have her smart car get stuck in the uh fucking forest because why would you take that out there that's not an all-wheel drive vehicle that is meant to be used in a city yeah it's kind of wild 
Um, but hey, she finds where Takeshi's hangout is because his coat's there, and she's like, ah, I know this coat. There's only one of these in existence. <laughs> I mean, we haven't seen anyone else in the show walking around with a snakeskin jacket. That is true. I mean, yeah, well, it's he did specifically steal, choose and steal that, be like, yeah, no, this is the one I want. That's true. Um, Miyuki's then walking through the city, and he's thinking about how Yue is like the true secret hero. And then Shiro comes up and kind of starts trying to play mind games with Miyuki, being like, hey, you know, Yuichi totally regretted not fighting in the end. And then Takeshi shows up and is like, fight me. And then they go fight some. Um, and then we cut back to Yue for like a quick second, where there's like some bright lights, and then she drops and breaks the glass. I don't, I don't know anything about that. They're, they're setting up stuff I, with Yue, but I don't know where we're going with it. It's it thought it made me think that she was reacting to the mirror sounds. Yeah, yeah. That she was reacting to the mirror sounds or whatever her brother was doing, and it's. Some of the stuff in these episodes are making me think my wild ass fucking. Oh, this this UA is actually the mirror UA from the other mirror dimension. Might actually have some credence. But she doesn't have a goatee. She doesn't Your have a goatee. That the plot of us is happening. But <laughs> the fact that can't when, believe neither of you has seen us. That when Raya is dying in Shinji's arms, he's focusing on UA's reflection in the mirror. Right. Yes. Also, I have not. I have not seen us, and it's off HBO Go now, or Max, or whatever it is. So I can't watch it. We we we've talked about this before when I brought it up. We have. You've told me to watch us, and I'm like, I don't like spoopy movies. I wasn't telling you to watch it this time. I was just reminding everyone that Evan's assertion is that the plot of us is happening here. Yes. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um. So that happens. Um, Shiro basically pretty much easily got into Miyuki's head and gets beat up a bunch. But I also think he doesn't know how to use a whip, so... Yeah, he just kind of like... I'm sitting there watching him. It's like, okay, you've got this guy with a sword. You've got a whip. Disarm him. Yeah, like, like whips are cool. This does not make whips look cool. <laughs> it is the sad thing of like, oh, man, whips are cool. Can I use a whip? No. Why? Because you'll lose. But it's do you so know what? Cool. Do you know what the real shame is? In in D and D five e, like if you wanted to make like a whip sneak attack rogue, you can't at level one because you don't have proficiency in whips. That's bad. That no, that's bad. And I mean, I, they're an exotic weapon, right? I, I, she... Exotic weapons don't really exist in five e. It's more it's a martial weapon. Oh, that's okay. I, I feel. I guess I, I like the exotic weapon system. But like hey, exotic man. weapons are cool. I just feel like Rogue should be able to use a whip at level one because it's a it's a D four finesse reach weapon. Yeah. So I, like, well, it's a. I, it yes. makes sense to me that a, like a level one character couldn't use a whip effectively. It is unless they like trained for it. A whip cause... is also an infinitely more complex weapon to use than I have a sharp piece of metal I'm going to shove into your gut. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe if like. Maybe if there's a way to get it from, like, a um, yeah. a subclass like, or something. I feel like if there was a clone of me who I had to fight to the death and I had a sword and they had a whip, I'd feel pretty confident that I would beat them. Yeah, that's probably true. 
don't know. Swords are uh, really good. Swords are really good. Like I understand that swords are are good, but like whips are cool. They are. Maybe even if I had a knife and they had a whip. Maybe still. Well, I don't really think whips are generally lethal. Kind of. I feel like you have to work a lot to to lethal with a whip. Well, I think that's a problem then for D and D because you're usually fighting things to the death. Well, I mean, in D and D, it doesn't matter, but. Because it's just like, I think the whip's just bludgeoning damage, so whatever. Tangent aside. <laughs> um, whips are cool, and I wish they were better more, were better represented. Yeah. Um. So Shinji comes in and saves Miyuki from getting beat up. So then Shinji gets beat up a bunch. And then um, Takeshi is about to final vent um, Shinji deciding between his two final vent cards because he can steal monsters if you forgot yeah because he's conveniently more powerful than everyone else on the cast pretty much yeah a power up for no but then reason. but then Yuki comes in and pushes Shinji out of the way at the last second and then he dies but not yet he's in the process of dying uh yeah his uh his costume evaporates and we see someone like out of costume in the mirror world for the first time yeah, yeah, that does happen. So I assumed they were going to continue melting when they were out of costume, but that doesn't happen. I guess it's just like a dangerous place to be. Yeah. Also like effects budget. Yeah, I guess. Um So Ren then shows up and he's like, Shinji, get out of here and take Miyuki with you. And then Ren's like, Let me show you my cool holographic card. Which causes actual wind to start blowing for some re- weird reason fucking uh, card games evan it doesn't need to make sense yeah i guess we're this is some Yu-Gi-Oh logic it definitely <laughs> is like yeah it's a super card it has super powers it's holographic it's the rarity's high <laughs> um so that happens so ren's about to use that um but then we cut back to Shinji with Miyuki, who's about to die, and Miyuki kind of, like, goes through and explains it, like, no, I actually saw you die, Shinji, um, but hey, I proved that, um, that I can change fate. Oh, also, Yue's here. Let me stare at her, like, mirror reflection and, like, question about Yue and stuff. So this, I have problems with him. Um, this entire Before thing... that, let me explain the last bit so okay. we can get into it, because I feel like it does come up in this because when he's dying he's like oh i understand now that yuichi actually didn't regret his choice that i was told just five minutes ago and that i can actually change fate which may have even started an even greater fate his fortune was my fortune was once strong and then he dies so go ahead this entire shit his entire thing is based off of this idea that Oh yeah, I can see the f- I can read the future and it always comes true. So I'm always correct. I no matter what I see, I can't do anything about it and just have to let whatever happens happens because that's I saw it and it is fate. Where in the very act of seeing it, it's that gives you the opportunity to change it because if you make a certain action inside whatever you see, you can make a different action because you see it. 
It also implies to maybe, me that- Maybe I'm being unkind here, but this reminds me a lot of when American shows just talk about demons like they're a thing that definitely exists and that you are already concerned about because you definitely believe in them. And I'm just like, uh, okay. Like, seeing the future feels extremely like that in a lot of Japanese shows. I just yeah, feel like divination isn't, like, a super interesting thing because it's really easy for plot holes to show up. It is extremely convenient for creating dramatic tension, but it feels like kind of fake dramatic tension, honestly. And it... The way he he reacts to this makes me think that he has seen some horrible thing. Like, he's seen something in someone's future that's really, really bad and just does his... Oh yeah, well you're gonna have a tough time. You should probably do this or this, and not actually made the effort of, hey, some really bad shit's gonna happen to you. You should probably do this specifically. I just, ugh. yeah, no, I, I, I kind of agree. I think Miyuki kind of falls flat. Uh, there's like, uh, like the, this last bit stuff like is good with like Yuichi and like that stuff. I think that's good. Um, I think, I think his, like, reason to, like, try to stop the fighting is pretty, was pretty good. It's, anything that's not related to his I can see the future and have divination bit, it's pretty good about his character. It's just, and the divination was fine yeah, right I think up like until it, now. It was it was good when it like when it like forced character development like like the readings with like Ren and stuff I think were solid because like that forced like a character shift and like actually learning things about Ren. Uh, yeah, when it, when it's applied to other characters, his his divination was fine, but then it's when it's like, oh yeah, no, I've been seeing things, and I have Great. to make the active decision to not tell somebody something. Also, I think at one point he comments that like he w- he wasn't even e- able to read Shinji because he was too wild or something. So, how how did that work? But I guess we won't know because he's dead now. <laughs> just, just don't worry about it. It's not a part of the show anymore. <laughs> it's not a part of the show anymore. He can just fade into the background. Yeah. Um, so when we cut back to Ren, who uses his cool holographic card, he gets like a new card reader on his arm, and he gets some armor, and then the episode ends. It's... I like I like how this is like the first appearance, and like all we do is like see it. We don't actually get to see anything with it till next episode. Oh yeah. It's a pretty good transformation. I like that his weapon just kind of shifts into... Instead of his weird cane that he uses as a weird sword... Yeah. He gets an actual sword and shield now. Yeah, so, like, he gets a sword out of it, and then his um, visor um, basically becomes, like, a buckler-type deal, which I think is cool. Yeah, and he can, like, stow the sword and the buckler for things. Yeah. Makes me think of... The sword and shield from Monster Hunter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or the uh, Charge Axe. Charge... Charge Blade? Yeah, Charge Blade. Uh, to date this episode, Monster Hunter Rise just came out. It's real good. Yeah, I, I people seem to be rolling to it. Like, it seems like it's actually, like, 
it's like a pretty solid successor to World. Yeah. I mean, it definitely feels like, uh, in just for, from my perspective, it feels like in World they were like, okay, we want this to be internationally successful, so let's make some concessions to this not being quite so Japanese. And yeah. then in Rise, they were like, no, all the Japanese this time. This game is super fucking Japanese. It as is. We, as much as we can get. Well, I heard, I heard like Rise basically just took like the good parts of World and then shoved it back into old school Monster Hunter. Yeah. And it's, we don't, we don't, you don't have any of the weird like updates that World did that were fine, but felt weird. And it's Didn't just... they bring back like Scout Flies and stuff though? Just like all like the useful stuff. Well, you don't have scout flies. The monster is just on the map once you find it. Yeah, you don't have tracking anymore, which I think is a little bit sad. I kind of like tracking. But... Uh, tracking tracking was weird because like, you didn't really do super much with it. You kind of just clicked a button over some marks. Well, yeah, but uh, I mean, you don't even have the old version of tracking where you could like throw paintballs on monsters and oh, uh, put yeah. them on the map. I They're mean, just on the map now. To be fair, paintballs is just a thing like you just always had to throw one at the beginning of a fight. Yeah, it felt yeah. a little extraneous. I don't know. It, it gave it some more flavor. That's fair. Now, inst- okay, I feel like the biggest gameplay changes are you're you're a little bit Spider-Man now, because uh, you can you you have like a zip line that you can use to fly around and run up walls. The scout flies have been changed into. Hey, you have a hook shot that you can just the wire place. bug things. Yeah, you have a wire yeah. bug that's just a hook shot that you can place in anywhere in 3D space. I mean, I already played Insect Glaive, so I already had a bug. This is yeah. It, it's it's. Uh, I definitely think that someone at Capcom might have played a little bit of uh, the Insomniac Spider-Man game. Yeah, no, I can see that. Uh, and the other thing is, is that in, when you mount monsters now, instead of just standing, like trying to stab them so they fall down, now you actually like control them and you can make them hit each other, hit other monsters or run them into walls for damage. So that's kind of a fun addition. Yeah, I can't wait to uh, uh, play this for like a hundred hours or whatever yeah that's about (laughs) how i feel i've already got probably more hours than i should have uh not this far after release into it but yeah and we're getting like dlcs already announced for next month or maybe not even necessarily dlc i think just update um anyway we're not a monster hunter podcast right now probably not (laughs) you gotta finish talking about ryuki first yeah we gotta talk about ryuki um, so the next episode starts immediately where the last episode, um, left off, where we get to see Knight survive, beat up to catch a bunch, and then a new monster comes in to, like, interfere with that fight, and then Takeshi runs away. Oh, yeah, it's the, the bull monster. And oh, yeah. We have the bull monster and, well, no, the... Yeah, this next episode is where his friend, the I don't know what monster, shows up. There's two. Yeah. So that happens. They escape. Um, Takeshi comes back to where Reiko is, and she gets... Well, okay, it happens later, but I'm going to say it right now. She hides and then immediately gets found. 
she does a kind of a shit jo- job at hiding. Yeah, not the best. <laughs> like I don't. Um. I know why she fucking stayed behind and didn't try and leave. But why didn't you try to leave? You gotta get those scoops. It ex- extremely reminds me of in Snake Eater when you don't expect someone to turn around and you're just standing there, like, hiding behind a tiny tree or something. It's, yeah, you want the scoops. You can't get the scoops if you're dead. That's true. Um, Before that happens, though, Shinji gets survivor's guilt. Yue gets it's my brother's fault guilt. Um, and then she runs off. Ren is like, you're both dumb. He chose to do this. Don't worry about it. He was a writer. He was prepared to die. Do you want revenge, Shinji? That isn't what Miyuki would want. And it's like, Ren, I get. he acts very blasé about it. Because I guess he... He he admit he tries to, he tries to state that like oh yeah no it didn't affect me at all, but I think he just worked through it faster like yeah no he had resolved to die he made that decision so yeah I think he's just trying to look trying to be like the cold logical side of it yeah um so then after that we loop around to Reiko hiding hiding poorly she goes to call the police but Takeshi's like you know I'll just escape again. And then Rico's like, yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. Um, yeah. People can't really hold that. Yeah. So then Rico's like, tell me about you. And Takeshi's like, no one has cared to ask me about things. Let me tell you things. I have so much backstory. I've just been waiting to tell anybody. I've been waiting to exposit. Um, we get a shot of Ren looking at his cool holographic card. Um, Reiko calls back to check in with the chief and conveniently lies about what she's doing. Because of course she does. Yeah. She just uh, wants to get a hold of Shinji to... Yeah. Which I... Yeah, she- it feels like she's, like, we learn about it later that she's trying to get him to look into something, so it's, I guess she's starting to actually. I mean, she's starting to trust Shinji, and, like, yeah, she does want him to look into things and stuff. Like, she wants to utilize the resource that is Shinji. Yeah, pretty much. Um, She comments about how Shinji was ignoring the phone the one time she needs him. Um... Takeshi then starts expositing with, like, the, I'm in pain, you should hit me. You either get hit or be the one to hit. It's one or the other. All right, dude. It's the very black and white type of worldview. Yeah. So Reiko's here looking for answers. And she doesn't just, like, the because he wanted to... Takeshi's like, ah, everybody wants to find a logical reason. And Takeshi's like, you want to know where that hatred comes from? Have you ever ate mud before? I ate a lot of mud in my time. Because I couldn't get food. I guess it's he fell through the cracks of society and just... 
Yeah, I think they're basically setting up Takeshi up as just like a failure of society type dealio. I'm. Which uh, okay, are you are you guys buying this? Because I'm not. No. no, here's the thing, Chris. Having been playing and watching, uh, this is going to sound like a little bit of a tangent, but stay with me. There's a point. Having played uh, a not insignificant number of Yakuza games, specifically the there is a there's a habit in them where you'll meet a character who's a piece of shit and they're the worst piece of shit but they're yakuza and they'll do some really heinous shit so you go and you beat them up and then a cutscene will start playing and a sad song will start to play and you'll get information that oh i was just I ha- here are these reasons for why I was doing what I was doing. And am I really so bad? And you'll be sitting there going, yes. Yes, you're a piece of shit. I mean, I usually bite at Yakuza a little bit more because the characters have, like, some relatable humanity to them. Some, yes, but it's it's more like the the there's a side quest in Zero where you're basically being nice to this little girl. And uh, then some thugs come up and imply they're going to put her into child prostitution. And you beat the shit out of them. And you're like, okay, cool. We're going to take these guys to jail, right? No, your character just goes, all right, you crazy kids. Get on out of here. Don't try this shit again. All right, see you later. And it is this weird What's well, a Majima quest, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's a Majima Yeah, it's a Majima quest. quest. Yeah, it's, there's this thing in some media where it's like, oh, as long as we give... The reasons. I think Kiryu would have threatened to kill those guys if they showed up again. <laughs> yeah, but the, uh, uh, there, there's this Maji- thing. Majima less, uh, is less willing to get involved. Yeah, it, there, there is this habit with some media where it's like, oh, as long as you give the reasons for why this person is horrible and is a monster, somehow that makes it more forgivable. <laughs> Uh, particularly this one reminds me of the, uh, the recent Joker movie, and it's pure just, we live in a society-ness, and I'm like, oh my fucking god. I mean, we do live in a society, that is a true statement. Yeah. (laughs) We live in a society, and it doesn't work all the time, so that gives me the right to be as violent as I want to. Yeah. Um, alright, so my... My hot take is, um, I think it's fine because I still don't think we're supposed to like sympathize with him at all. Well, it's. I I feel like I feel like just being lost in the system and, you know, feeling like you burned down your house and killed your brother or whatever. Like I could see how that could lead to like angry tendencies tendencies yeah Yeah. it's i I don't they they don't really ask us to like sympathize him with it with this much with him this much in this episode but i i am concerned that they're gonna like try to redeem this character in the next couple episodes or something and i'm like that's not going to work for me i don't think they're gonna try to redeem this person i sure hope i I don't think they're going to try to redeem him but with the implications we've been getting with Oh yeah, there's his brother, and then right at the very end when he learns his brother is alive, and his some of his reactions are like, "Oh, my brother," and I I don't think they're going to try and redeem him, but I think they're going to do the thing of like, "Is he really so bad?" 
I think he's going to try to kill his brother. That is also that is the way I'm hoping it will go. I don't know if it will. <laughs> well, that sounds awfully mean. I hope he tries to kill that brother. <laughs> well, it's a thing of like, how dare you? You, it, I, I, I could see I it thought the thing you were dead. of I the, thought you were like, dead, but you were living the high life, being a normal person. How fucking dare you? Yeah, yeah, that would probably be the best direction to go narratively, because but. Yeah, actually, I, I wonder if they're gonna, like, make, like, give Shinji a thing where he, like, he has to kill this guy to stop him. Yeah, especially, uh, we also have the dedication from Shinji of, yeah, I'm going to try and change those two when Ren has the idea of, you, what? Are you serious? That's stupid. Yeah. It's Shinji's entire new thing of where he was diverging of, I'm not going to try, I'm going to try and stop the fights by changing the writers themselves instead of just stopping the fight. Yeah, it's a weird shift. I don't quite get it. Yeah, I don't know. I, f I definitely feel like him having to fight this guy to the death would be an interesting dramatic twist at this point. I'd like it. I'd think it's better. Yeah, who knows? Oh uh, yeah, that's common rider. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> we're, We've we're got not... a bit more of this episode left. There's more of this episode, You're right? Um, yeah, I don't know. Like maybe Takeshi stuff will be better. I don't know. Like I'm not, I'm not upset at it yet. I don't feel like they're trying to make us feel sympathetic for it. I think they're just trying to start f to fill in something to try to give reasoning for it. Uh, I mean, that line, just, have you ever eaten mud before, is just, like, it's such a, it's a real line that I think would be actually pretty good if it came from a character who hadn't done the things that uh, this dude has done. I don't but, know. Uh, I'm fine with it. Like, I can see how, like, how having to do that can, like, grow this anger towards, like, everything. Yeah. Because he gives, like, a whole thing about, like, you know, it's still, like, it's part of me now. Like, the, the dirt's just uh, part of who I am as a, as a, something that exists now. I'm like, ugh. That would be compelling if he wasn't just, like, the worst piece of shit on the planet. Also, hey, man. Mud's not that bad. I mean, yeah, eating it is a terrible idea, but mud doesn't make you evil. <laughs> I... Anyway, um, Yue goes back to the house from before, where there's a shit ton of mirror sounds and stuff, and then some of the newspaper is torn away and shows a painting, which causes a flashback, and we don't go back to that this episode. Nope. Um, so Rico goes to visit, um, the lawyer whose name I believe is Kidoka. That that's Kidoka, yes. Yeah. About he she just goes to question him about Takeshi and Kidoka's like, well, what if you just like date me instead? And Reiko's like, okay, I'm gonna go now. And then Takeshi's like, oh, by the way, when he was thirteen, this house was on fire and his younger brother by two years died. Bo and then we cut to like his burn marks on his shoulder and about how he was alone after. But then Kidooka's like, oh, spoilers, his brother's actually alive and was adopted. 
but I, just... I never told him because I'm an asshole. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck, kid? What? What the hell? No, can't tell him. And then, it's so weird. Kidoka is just like such a weird person. And then Rico's like, okay, cool. Thanks, bye. No thanks for the date. <laughs> I, I, the only thing I'm interested is in is uh, this guy. Sorry. All right, bye. <sighs> Did you hear that, Goro? She's only interested in him and not me at all. Oh. <laughs> she doesn't want to date him, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He's, he's becoming... Lawyer Man is becoming a fucking... Oh, God, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of it. What is... Give us a hint. It's the, he, he, he's flanderizing, I guess, is the best way to put it. That's a fancy word. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think he might just actually be that pathetic to be really... <laughs> yeah. To be that upset about it. <laughs> Privilege might be the word for it. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah, he does generally get everything he wants. I mean, he wins all his cases, and he's a lawyer, which I assume get paid well. Mm, True. Yeah, no, I guess I can see it. That he's just... I guess he is that pathetic. Okay. Um, mm. Yep. So then we cut to Shinji being being depressed... And Renan's like, hey, you still depressed? And then, like, he goes in and, like, tries to cheer Shinji up and then goes, you know, this situation happened in reverse, but unlike you, I'm going to stop after you turn, after you shut me down the first time. Not necessarily shut down, but, like, not, not respond the first time. Yeah. And then a monster shows up and Ren's like, no, 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 Shinji, I got this. Um... So then he goes in, and then a second monster... There's two monsters. So Ren's like, gotta use my holographic card. Um, And Darkwing also gets an upgrade. Also becomes blue. Yeah. And a motorcycle. He gets Denny O'Neill, too. And becomes a motorcycle. Yes, and turns into a motorcycle. And then, and then he gets a new final vent where, like, the motorcycle turns into, like, a missile... And then he rides it like a hang glider or something. Yeah. And then it turns back into a motorcycle and he drives it into people. Yeah. So one monster dies and the other one runs away. Also, also Ren got hurt, unsure if from the battle or from using the survive card. I Oh, yeah. I hadn't considered that. I think it was from the battle. I think they show a scene where he gets nicked in the arm in that location. Yeah, I'm not sure they're going to be doing the... Oh, yeah, no. Well, or am I thinking of... No, I'm, yeah, I am definitely thinking of a, one of the other common writers where it's like, oh, you can only transform for so long because it hurts you. And then halfway through the season, that just gets ignored. Well, I mean, they it, it, it gets fixed in build, Evan. They use science not talking about the hazard driver oh okay i assume you meant uh gates, well, it's, it's gates. the hazard switch yes oh, no, yeah, yeah no, i'm one. thinking of gates it's fine he the power of friendship <laughs> so then shinji's like trying to fix up ren's arm when he comes back and shinji's like i'm sorry about before i saw how you wanted to fight when i was depressed and stuff that was cool 
And Ren's just like, I just pay my debts back. And Which, Shinji's like, no, but you've also changed. I definitely feel like this was uh, Ren being more of a tsundere than he would admit. No, I'm not I'm not doing it for you, idiot. Let me pay my debts. Yeah. Um, and then Shinji goes on and's like, Miyuki's like, I want to, Miyuki want to change the fate of writers, but Shinji's just like, we should change the people, not the writers. And then, and then Ren's like, you know nothing about people. This is dumb. (laughs) And then Shinji finally takes the call from Reiko and shoots the backstory about Takeshi having a brother. Takeshi hears it because Reiko thinks she's asleep. He's asleep. And then Ren's continuing to be like, you don't understand about people. But Shinji's like, nah, nah, nah. I got it this time. <gasps> um, but then there's another monster. Um, so Ren and Shinji go in. I Lawyer... really love his insistent, I understand people. I get it. It's just, I'm it's hip with the fun. kids. Yeah. So they go in and there's this other monster and Lawyer shows up too. And the time limit for the being in the mirror world goes up like super quick this time, and they like comment immediately on it. after they get there. Yeah, and they comment on it, so that's how you know it's real. And then they come back, and then they're looking at their contract monster cards, and the monsters disappear disappear from it. Um, and then Shiro shows up, and he's like, "I'm canceling this rider battle. None of you are playing the game how I want you to play the game." I'm going to take my cards and I'm going to go home. This would be more uh, interesting of a development if we didn't see them turning into writers in the preview for the next episode. Yeah, yes. well. <gasps> so. uh, but yeah, so I don't, they're not committing to that. <laughs> what surprise. Anyway, yeah, the that... rest of it's just a regular J drama. No, no monsters, no transformations. Man, I kind of want that. <laughs> I'd watch that. Get that a, would be kind of halfway awesome, through yeah. a season of a common writer show. It just turns into a J drama because they lose the powers or the so- the problem gets solved, and then you have to do. We get to see the aftermath where it's like, oh yeah, no, they actually don't have the power anymore. I think it might be more fun the other way around if you just start with half a half a season of J drama, and, and then, then suddenly and ben someone introduced... can turn into a common writer, or it's just a there is a common writer show going on in the back plot that nobody ever mentions, other than you see it every once in a while, and one of the secondary one of the secondary or tertiary characters is a main writer in this other show. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just always leaving scenes with I have to go, sorry. Yes, it's like I I got to go guys. Sorry something came up. <laughs> I'd be into it. But yeah, that was Common Rider for this week. That's pretty good. They they feel they felt like uh for a couple episodes now like they're seriously like, "Oh, we've got stuff happening." But then like the stuff hasn't happened yet. I mean, things are happening. I just not sure that they're as important as the show would have us believe. Things or are it, happening. I just don't know if it's moving forward. Yeah, that's a good. That's a better way of putting it. It's like stuff happens, and we hear things about these characters, and it's like, okay, is it going to change their character in any meaningful way yet? Well, no, but keep it in mind for later. All right, I guess. 
I mean, like, Ren's change, Shinji. Ren and Shinji have progressed a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Shinji's... I, I actually like the new phase of their relationship. It seems like it'll be fun. Yeah. Like, Yue's doing more things, though not, like, a super whole lot. Yeah, it seems like something big's gonna happen to Yue soon. That would be nice. We'll get the revelation that she's a mirror lady from another dimension. Maybe. I sure hope Man, so. if I fucking called that, <laughs> I'll be so happy. I don't know. I, I just, I'm starting to get the feeling that we're just gonna play this this like game thing up till like the penultimate episode. A winner's gonna get declared there, and then in the last episode, there's gonna be like one more like, oh, I wanted you to do this, so I, now I can steal the power, and then they fight, and then it just gets resolved, and that's the show. Oh no. You're the thing I was hoping for. You were too strong in it. Like, I feel like that's kind of where we're going. Might be. About halfway through the show, anyhow. Yeah. Until then, we're on the internet at journeythroughdeckcast.com, where there are links to all of the pod catchers. And the network Twitter, at Riceball Network. Chris's Twitter. My Twitter. Evan's the smart one and doesn't use social media. Yay. Um, yeah. Next episode, we'll be back with some stuff. Sin Garrett emails of well-wishing, because he's been sick lately. Yeah. I have been sick lately. Yeah. Contact him on Twitter and be like, hey, hope you're okay. Yeah. Or send in an email. Engage. Work that algorithm. That's, that's what people do, right? <laughs> that's how things work, right? That is how growth is done in the modern capitalist hellscape. Yeah. Gotta build that brand. Yeah. Brands and shit. Ugh. All right, good night, uh, everybody. Yep. Uh, until next time, Passing Through Podcast, remember that. Bye. Hey everybody, if you're driving a big ship through the Suez Canal, pay attention! Maybe don't draw the dick beforehand. <laughs> you know, the live-action Monster Hunter movie is probably considered tokusatsu. We could watch that. No.